three hours of the regular show on Terrestrial Radio, and you wanted a little bit more, so that's why you found the Gun Talk After Show podcast, where we saved all the best things that we can't say on regular radio. Now, here's Tom, Michelle, and Jim for the Gun Talk After Show. All right, it's after show time. We have a bunch of folks lined up to talk with us. William, Pat, Sandra, don't go anywhere. We're going to get to you directly. We've got Jim and Michelle in the studio. Hi, guys. Hello. We do for the last time this year, pal. That is true. We are going to run a reloaded show next week so everybody can go spend time with the family. I think that's only fair. I appreciate you guys giving me the day off. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty much how the emails went, as I recall. He <laughs> was like... Uh, Tom, you can do the show, but we're not going to be here. Okay. You want to push the buttons from there? Go for it. <laughs> yeah, I'll push your buttons, baby. <laughs> yeah. I got your buttons right here. We got William hey, Pat we got and some, Sandra. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, we got great callers lined up here. Let's do this. Let's uh, we, we'll start with William out of uh, North Carolina. Hey, William, you're up. What's cooking? How you doing, Tom? Yeah, I'm great. You're all right today. Yeah, very much so. Well, what's on my mind is is that uh, these politicians that are that are attacking the Second Amendment are people who have no idea what it's like to be in any combat uh, experience as far as what it's like to be in a situation where you have to defend yourself, where you have to shoot back. Yep. Uh, Joe Biden said, "Shoot him in the leg, for God's sake! Don't right. don't don't aim for center mass." He doesn't. He, these are people that have no earthly idea what it's like to operate these tools, these weapons or to be in these situations to defend themselves. They've got people paid to defend them. So we're dealing with people with no, they really have no business deciding for the rest of us how we defend ourselves. I completely and agree with I, you, but, but, but I'm, I'm going to ask you, where's the therefore in that? So what do you do with that? Well, I know that personally in the county that I live in, uh, my cousin is the head sheriff in this county. Mm-hmm. And I've I've had dinner room table conversations with him where he's not going to enforce any unconstitutional uh, laws and just not going to comply with them. If they're not constitutional, they're not laws. So if they if they try to circumcede the the Constitution and and, and take our rights away from them, it's just just the more people that stand up and refuse mm-hmm. to comply, make Second Amendment sanctuaries like they started doing like a year ago. Just keep doing it and doing it and doing it and putting our foot down and making our point. We're not going to comply. I I understand where you are, but let me just offer another point, a viewpoint on this, and that is it doesn't matter. Everything you're saying doesn't matter in the slightest, and I, I hate to say that in such a way. But nobody cares if anybody complies because here's the thing. If if we sit back and say, well, we just want to you know, obey those laws, we'll just ignore them. They're not really laws. But they go in and say, okay, we have now just shut down every gun maker in the country. And that's a very big part of their plan right now. We're going to cease they're already, gun manufacturing. They're, all, they're already doing that, Tom. They're already doing it. They, the ATF rated the uh, 80% lowers factory the other day. I, I understand. So my, my point in all of this is just saying we're not going to comply is not only not enough, it actually is harmful. Because it makes people think they're actually doing something when they're not. So what are you going to do? You know, what are you prepared to do to keep them from doing that? Are you prepared to show up, speak up, give money, get involved in the fight, commit an hour of your time every week for this? Or are we just going to sit back and puff up and say, I'm just, I won't obey that law. They can't make me do anything. But, but the, the problem with that, Tom, is that the Republicans have no backbone anymore. Anymore? They won't stand up for anything. We are the... Wait, 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 wait. That is a... That's a defeatist attitude. 
we make the difference. We're not going to count on them to do anything. We make the difference. We elect the right people. And if they're not the right people, we get rid of them. But for us to sit back and say, well, they're not doing what I want them to do, so I'm not going to do anything, so it doesn't matter, that's just completely surrendering. I, I just don't understand that. No, I'm, I'm not saying that we should surrender or that we should try to stop voting or anything of that nature. What I'm saying is that we need to, we need to let our representatives know that they need to be doing the right things, and they need, and they need to grow a backbone and yep. stand up for us. I agree. And, and, and to do that, you do that collectively, generally, it's the only time you really have any impact. And to be collective, you've got to be involved. You've got to be joining groups. You've got to be giving money. You've got to be making calls. You've got to be showing up. You've got to be, say, if I said to, to everybody, I need you all in Washington, D.C. in three weeks, how many gun owners would show up? The anti-gunners show up, half a million or a million well, of them. I, I don't know about that time. Remember what happened in Virginia? They had over 10,000 gun owners show up, and it was yes. peaceful, and nobody got hurt. It was That was the best example I've ever seen, and you're right. I appreciate you bringing that up. Actually, they had probably more than 20 million there, 20,000 20, 20, people showed up there, and it was completely uh, safe, respectful, and the gun owners actually, after their protest, they went around with trash bags and cleaned it all up. And the place was cleaner after their protest than it was when they got there. It was Tom, amazing. I have, one more, I have one more point real quick, if you let me. You, you um, bet. Go ahead. Uh, so another problem that I have with everything that's going on are these people are banning things like SBA stocks and, that help disabled veterans and they help other people. Uh, anything that helps make a firearm more accurate, makes the firearms safer, right? So I don't understand just because they want to word it in a way, oh, well, we think it makes it a short, a short rifle barrel, a short barrel rifle mm-hmm. because you put an SBA stock. It's still got a 16-inch barrel on it. So right. it's not a short barrel rifle. So they're just making up language now to do whatever they want. So I'm telling you, if, if, if people don't start putting a foot down and calling their senators and getting involved in their local politics and move this on up, we will have to fight to keep our rights. And I'm telling you right now, I'm only 30-something years old. I've got five children of my own. I love my country, but I am not going to give my rights up. Into, I'm not going to go quietly into the night. I appreciate what you're saying, William. I appreciate the call, sir. You take care. Thank you. Let's go over to talk to Pat. Uh, she's on line four with us out of Shreveport, Louisiana, over there in the Arklatex, probably listens on KWEL. Hey, Pat, how you doing? Hi, just fine. Of course, I'm from Louisiana, and uh-huh. Louisiana is called the sportsman's paradise. People here enjoy hunting and fishing and all that, um, and guns are a big part of our life here. And it's uh, a lot of times it's a family thing. Uh, dads take their kids out hunting. Um, young children shoot their first deers and uh, squirrels and rabbits and doves and ducks mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So. You know, we use guns for pleasure, for fun, and also um, we're a community where gun crime has become a problem. So, you know, I'm a believer in having guns for self-defense. Um, actually, um, I, I defend our police. I think our police should be paid more. I think that we should have more police presence, especially in our uh, poorer communities, Um the people who are hurt the most by this defund the police ridiculous stuff is uh, are our poor communities and our minority communities. So, 
Yes, we need uh, police presence. We need to have uh, the right to defend ourselves. And I wanted to respond to something that you said about this election, because Mm -hmm. this election is not over. Um, Biden is not really the president-elect. They're calling him that. But honestly, it's not over. And it won't be over until the very last second. And there are still litigations going on. Um, the idea that the Supreme Court, really, it was a dereliction of duty for them not to take up the case brought by Texas and 17 other states. They should have taken that case. But there are still other possibilities for this election to go the right way without suitcases full of fraudulent votes and 18-wheelers okay. I mean, full of I mean, fraudulent votes. I'll, I'll give you that. Dominion voting machine. Yep, I'll, I'll give you that. It, it, it's possible. I think it's unlikely to the uh, however many decimal points you want to go to. But, yeah, it's theoretically it is possible that this election could be turned around and Donald Trump could end up being re- reelected. I don't think it's going to happen, but, yeah, okay, well, fine. I don't, I don't want yeah. anyone to have the idea of surrender because we don't want to surrender our rights, but we don't want to surrender this election either because – the, the, you know, the one Dominion voting machine that they were able to examine uh, with forensics showed that it, was, it had something like a 26% error rate. And the idea that overnight somehow they came up with hundreds of thousands of votes, um, no, I, I truly believe, and I know this election was stolen, and it shouldn't be allowed to happen. Okay. And I... Uh, I, I, I don't. I'm not I'm, I'm, wanting to vote again. I guess what, what I'm saying is I don't, I'm not disagreeing with you on any of that. But what mechanism do you think is going to happen to reverse it? What I'm saying is all that can be true and absolutely means nothing because I don't think anything's going to happen to reverse the election. So, uh, so I'm, my question to you is how do you think this is when you say this could be turned around? Explain to me how. Who's going to do it? Well, Whoever will honor our Constitution. No, I need specifics. How do you think who is going to suddenly turn around and say, actually, Donald Trump won this election? Who makes that happen? See, I don't see any way that happens. That's what I'm saying. Well, and maybe I'm missing I, it. That's why I'm asking. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm not a political person. I'm not a professor or anything. But I do believe there is, um, there is another avenue that um, goes through our legislatures. The... Um, the legislatures in these contested states, uh, their constitutional rights were violated by governors and mayors who made regulations at the very last minute. They did not go through the legislature. So that what they did was illegal. And so there are still lawsuits going on for that. And also, if it comes to where we can't get a, a complete vote, then it goes to our uh, the U.S. Congress. And there will be a vote that way. Um, yeah. So, look, Pat, you know, look, I, I appreciate your passion. I understand what you're saying. I don't think that's going to happen. If it does, I will be the first person to say hallelujah. Then, of course, we'll be rioting for the next six months and they'll be burning down the cities. But you know what? I, I would Not that I'm okay with that, but that's just what it is. Whatever it is, it is. And I would love it if Trump ended up getting reelected. I don't think it's going to happen. But, look, I appreciate it. i got to go because I've been keeping Sandra on hold for quite a while here. And, Sandra, I apologize for for you waiting, but I appreciate you hanging in there with us. How are you? Oh, I'm fine. Good deal. Thank you for taking my call. Oh, absolutely. So Uh, what are you looking for here? 
I, uh, my question is, uh, I need to ask about a 9mm gun, and can I shoot it for, like, snakes and coyotes and deer? Okay, that's a pretty wide range of stuff. Let's, let's back up a little bit. What Do you have the gun now? I have a twenty two pistol, and I'm pretty good with it, but mm-hmm. uh, think, I'm thinking that I need something else, and I, I don't know very much about it. Okay. Um, do you, and you're pretty good with your twenty two now. Twenty two will take care of any snakes issues you have. Uh, a nine millimeter actually is not good enough, big enough for deer. Really, nine millimeter would probably be best for personal protection against you know people who are trying to attack. Is that is that primarily what your concern is? Uh, somewhat. But I have lots of snakes in the summertime and coyotes. And the deer are coming into the yard, and I've spent 20 years trying to do trees, and they're chewing on them, and they're killing most of my trees. Oh, oh, the deer! The deer are chewing your trees. Yes, they're they chew on them at night. Oh, tell me about it. I'll I'll, I'll put you together with my wife. The deer came into our yard and ate her agapantha plants, and she loved her agapanthas. So she she wanted me to kill all the deer in the yard. So I I get it. And, and and they ate about half of the new trees. We planted all these new trees. Same deal as you, right? They come in at night. They yeah. eat the bark around them, and they're they're dead. And you got all that money and everything, and starting all over. I don't. Yes. I don't think you can kill enough deer to stop that. I think you have to like put wire around the trunks of the trees. I don't know, Michelle. You may have a thought on this. I'm not sure how you would take care of that. Take care of of deer eating up your trees. Yeah, I mean, I mean, other than reducing them to venison, uh, <laughs> electric fence. Ooh, I uh, yeah, I don't know because I mean we have a problem with that locally too. Actually, the, yeah. one of the neighborhoods that is outside of a park region, um, they have a terrible time with deer coming in and and eating the vegetation in their in their lawns, <laughs> uh, and. I mean, I know here locally they've actually opened it up um, to people to come in and be able to bow hunt that area. So, I mean, hunting really is, I I don't know that there's a scent that you can put out that they would be elusive of. You know, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if a, I don't think a coyote, would a coyote scent be something? I don't, Sandra, are you at a place where, I mean, you're out in in the country where you could shoot a deer? Yes. Yes, I'm out in the boonies. And would you have to have a a pest license to be able to do so, though? Or I That's mean, it. I mean, illegally, you could probably only shoot like one deer on a tag or something. Uh, that I have to have. I usually have hunters come in and they shoot uh, like two deer a year. Mm-hmm. Or During this season, one that yeah. is coming in, he says that he can shoot four, and he's already shoot uh, shot uh, two. And so that will help, but there's like 25 or so uh, in the herd, and they stay here year-round, and oh, they man. just, at night, they chew on the trees. Well, what about so. giving them something else to eat on? Or, or, or how about just get a couple of dogs? Oh. Well, I have dogs, but I make sure they're in the house, in the kennels, because of the coyotes. Yeah, the coyotes will kill the dogs. Yeah. Yes, they will. Yeah. Well, we might, what we might be able to do is get some of uh, Tom Hennig's scent and just spread that around, because deer, deer have been avoiding you all year, haven't they, Tom? <laughs> Gosh. Sorry, buddy. To which I can only say, oh, Damn. dear. Oh. <laughs> oh. 
Oh my goodness. I, yeah, I mean, I don't know of anything you can do. I mean, I know people here locally have tried wrapping their trees in burlap and, right. you know, all kinds of stuff to, to help protect them. I I really I, don't know. Probably. You know what I would do? I would ask, I know you got a local uh, feed and seed store. I would ask around there, what do they do to protect? Because you, you can't be the only one, Sandra. There's got to be other people who are having deer eating up their young trees. I know... Uh, over in Louisiana, we sure had them doing that. I mean, they ate half the trees we planted. It mm. drove our, drove my wife crazy. Is is the problem like what's the habitat right around? I mean, is there any place for them to go? Or are you right outside of an area that's heavily traveled with with animals with deer specifically? Uh, I'm out in the boonies. I'm uh, west northwest of Perryton, and we have lots of uh, oh, it was CRP they put in. Uh, and CRP, sure. and so back of me is like a a uh, like the Paladura, and uh, oh the yeah, the beautiful area. go back there when they think they're going to be hunters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The pa- Paladura is like for those who don't know, it's like a miniature Grand Canyon out there in uh, West Texas. It's gorgeous, but yeah, a deer would go down in there, and you'd never find it. Yeah, yeah, that's where they go, and then they come back and they eat on the. The wheat, and then they come and chew on my trees. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, oh, and it's law that they can only we can only shoot uh, anywhere from two to four deer a year. So, yeah, I, I think it, trying to kill all those deer is going to be like trying to dip out the ocean. Uh, I think you're going to be better off trying to find a solution that protects the trees mm-hmm. rather than the deer. And, and honestly, you know what? Once you start protecting the tree trunks, whether you're wrapping them in, uh, shoot, it's not chicken wire. There's something smaller mesh that they call it. I can't remember what it is. Uh, but once you do that, the deer lava will go away because if, if they can't get the trees, then they're going to go find some other place where they can. Well, they're, they're chewing on the lands and everything. So, uh, uh, yeah. I don't know. And I, I mean, tried chicken wire. We could get up on like a. And then the trees outgrew the chicken wire, so. Cassandra, there might be something worth checking into. Um, Look, do a Google or a DuckDuckGo search, preferably, on uh, sonic deer repellent. I don't know if they work or not. Tom could tell me. Maybe he's got some experience. But they're basically high-frequency. That's when I go out in the yard and say, go away. Go home. Yeah. Yeah, it's a high-frequency thing. It's above human hearing. So you're not going to hear. It's not going to keep you up at night. But it's uh, really, really uh, obnoxious to deer and other pests. Um, just check it out for the heck of it. You may find something that works for you. Okay. And and I'm really, I'm thinking that there's got to be some kind of scent. Whether And, you know, in all actuality, it, you might have been on to something too, Jim, like putting out Humans hair. Are. Yeah, putting hair or something uh, along the bushes. People do that. People will actually go to barber shops and get the hair and go mm-hmm. spread it around because you know, I keep hearing it. I don't know if it works. People have used, believe it or not, urine. I don't know if that right. works. I'm in. Yeah. I'm in if you're in. <laughs> oh, yeah. gosh. Uh, yeah. I'm thinking we just get a hundred of us to go down there, and each of us gets two tags. We're going to help Sandra yeah, out. There you go. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> God bless. Hope you, hope, oh, you, hope you cook venison. <laughs> Chili. You can have it. You can have uh, all the deer meat. I just want them gone. <laughs> Well, I'm oh. certain that, Sandra, I'm certain that we have not helped you in the slightest, and I apologize for that, but this is about all we got. Okay, well, uh, thank you for the call. And look, have yourself a Merry Christmas. Thank you. You too. Right, God bless. 
All right, you too. Take care. Hey, Tom, before break, while we're on topic, real quick. Yes. If she decided to get a nine mil for home protection as well, they make snake loads for nines, right? Yeah, you can get shot shells for nine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah that, that would work for snakes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can actually get snake loads for your twenty-two. Right. Right. Yep. It, it sounded to me like her bigger issue was the deer. The deer. And unfortunately, <laughs> it's going to be something that's constantly evolving because deer or, get used or, to scents. Yeah. <laughs> Bust open a bunch of apples and corn, put it in your living room. They come in, they're home invaders, you can shoot them. Oh, my gosh. Leave that door open. Oh. Maybe not. Wow. You hit, you've been hitting the eggnog again, haven't you? Or hitting the head. <laughs> Something. Tom, maybe you need to take gym hunting. <laughs> One of those one-way trips. I mean, mm. no. well, if they run from Tom and Jim oh. opens his door. <laughs> There you go. That's true. Oh, you out. wanted hair? We got Jim here. <laughs> Touche. <laughs> okay. Okay, you guys um, go away. I'll be back in a minute. Okay. A passion for shooting and hunting has driven product innovation at Hodgson Powder Company since 1947. Innovations like black powder substitutes, muzzle-loading pellets, and smokeless powder features like anti-copper fouling agents or temperature insensitivity. A family business from the beginning, Hodgson Powder Company is the largest U.S. supplier of smokeless black powder and black powder substitute propellants distributed under the Hodgson, IMR, Winchester, Pyrodex, 777, and GoX brands. Hodgson Powder Company, the gunpowder people. Visit guntalk.com slash win for your chance to stuff the stockings. Win one of nine grand prizes. The Ruger 1022 carbine, the Ruger Light Rack LCP2 in 22LR, a $250 gift certificate at desantisholster.com, or a $250 gift certificate at guns.com. Enter now through January 1st at guntalk.com slash win. That's guntalk.com slash win. Striking out on your gun search? Visit galleryofguns.com for inventory updated daily, thousands of in-stock guns, a weekly gun giveaway, and access to multiple dealers in your area. Sign up to receive email alerts when new guns are stocked. Plus, every new gun purchased at Gallery of Guns is covered by the Guaranteed Lifetime Replacement Program. Visit galleryofguns.com. That's galleryofguns.com. with the Critter Report. <laughs> critter you know, I mean, we, we laugh about it, but it really does. It's exasperating when you have them in there and they're eating your garden or tearing up your trees and it gets expensive and it's mm-hmm. a problem. And, you know, it's one thing you say, well, I had a deer and I could run it off or I could shoot it. But if you got 20 or 30 or 40 deer and in Texas, and I, when she clarified where she was, I'm going, oh, yeah, that's a problem. <laughs> that Paladura area is gorgeous, but it is like... And they can run in there and just disappear. So if they're going in there and coming back out, it really would be like trying to dip all the water out of the ocean if you mm-hmm. shoot a few deer. Just you're not going to get anywhere. So I don't think the shooting of the deer is the issue. Not that it's not fun and delicious. We understand <laughs> that, right? <laughs> By the way, I made uh, venison stew this past week. Ooh. Got me a new big old Dutch oven mm. and uh, worked on some recipes and one of those deals where you cook it for like three hours in the oven, and man, it was just tender and juicy, and you know, it's got like 
taters and carrots and stuff in it. So, Okay, and there's the close of the after show, because i got to go get something to eat now. Thanks, Ty. Appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, when you get these cold winter mm. days, something like a nice hearty stew or something is really yummy. Heck, yeah. Mm, man. Sounds good, I, doesn't I, it? I would imagine in the... Uh, Cleveland household, there's been one or two venison dishes served over the years. Yeah, it's probably more rare to find beef in our house. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Okay, I tell the, the quick story. When, you know, and you guys know Ryan, who's you know, like in his 40s now, but when he was little, we were having a meal, and uh, he said, uh, well, what kind of meat is this? And I said, well, it's steak. He says, no, 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 no. He says, I mean, like, is it like moose or antelope? Or, and said, well, he says, it's beef. He says, really? Beef? What's that from? <laughs> it's a cow. Oh, okay. Same deal. It's like, I think all he'd ever had was game meat. Right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You, can, you can eat a cow? <laughs> wow. <laughs> my brother-in-law says, I've seen them now in their original wrapper. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. You know, oh, my goodness. Well, they say I'm a, uh, I'm a vegetarian. You know, I just, I eat the thing that... Uh, was something about I eat what vegetarian what animals eat or something. So basically, I, I turn veg vegetarian stuff into meat. That's mm -hmm. their superpower. I like. What is it? Cows eat grass and turn it into meat. I like that. Mm -hmm. Anyway, all that was just going absolutely nowhere. I have no idea where we're going with that. And you arrived. <laughs> Your arrival is right on time. I'm sorry. I'm just not going to talk anymore. I'm done. It worked. <laughs> We shall it work. It worked. Happy New Year, y'all. <laughs> oh, never mind. You can't get rid of me that fast. Damn it. Damn it. Huh. Well, okay. So, do you remember when we had the CEO of Daisy on the show? Yes. Mm -hmm. And that at that moment, I immediately went on to the Walmart website and bought some of those uh, commemorative Red Riders. So, mm -hmm. this, like three or four days ago. We had several of us together. So I, I gave them away to my hunting buddies, including the 11-year-old Nicholas, who was with us on Odin. Awesome. And it was cool. And I don't know who enjoyed it more, the the grown men or the 11-year-old. Right, mm -hmm. right. They're Red Riders. That was just so much fun. That is it's a cool. classic from childhood for them. Did they sell yeah. out on those? Because I know they're hard to get at first. They did. Uh, I mean, you could get Red Riders, but that commemorative one. Right. And I didn't he say that they were, that was like a special run for Walmart, but they thought they were going to make it a regular item? He alluded to that, yeah. Yeah. So that'd be cool. It has the compass and the stock and yeah. the sundial, which I think is just very cool. <laughs> so anyway, that was that was a fun little deal. Just our pre-Christmas goofing off thing. So there's that. So what have you guys been doing? Oh, trying to make retailing dreams come true. Oh, God. <laughs> the year of retail or maybe the year that retail had to struggle to stay alive. Right. Yes. I mean, it is kind of a, a catch-22. You've got people coming in because there is such a demand, but there is such an unfortunate demand. You can't find product. Yeah. <laughs> it is the weirdest thing, isn't it? Yeah. You say, you know, uh, I was talking with several gun makers this week. And they're all just like, you know, it's just crazy. Just, we're cranking them out, doing what we can do. Mm -hmm. uh, I talked to one. He says, we, and he was actually telling me some of the stuff they have in the works that they would like to bring out. And I'm going, oh, that'd be cool. Oh, that'd be cool. I'd like, it's like, he says, yeah, but. Yeah, but. But <laughs> he says, right now, and this is literally what he said. He says, 
right now we are making anything that will go pew pew. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> well, I mean, they can't keep up with the, with the stuff they already have uh, that they're tooled up for. They can't exactly. Keep that so why, why would you would shut down? Yeah. Well, it's like Jeff today, Jeff Hoffman on the show today says, says you know, what are we going to do? We're going to shut down a line and you have to like work that line on something new to make sure it gets cranked up right. And then you shut it down and you work it. He says, why would we do that when we could just keep the line running continuously, turning out ammo that we can sell? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no doubt. So it's that's a weird place. and. So you can't get somebody a gun for Christmas. You can't get a mammal for Christmas. What accessories are left, Michelle? Well, there's some fantastic earmuffs and eye protection. <laughs> and you can get them bedazzled. They, yes, you can. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's always stuff, you know, all kinds of cleaning equipment Slings and range and... bags and all that type of stuff, you know, upgrading optics and lasers. And there's all kinds of accessories. Um I got an idea for like the least expensive stocking stuffer that people would appreciate and enjoy if they're shooters is get a big bag of foam earplugs for mm-hmm. people. I mean, like what, 10 bucks for a bag of those, something like that. They're not very expensive. And uh, I like those because what I do is I'll keep a half a dozen of those in a little baggie and stash them anywhere I'm liable to be in my truck, glove compartment, in my range bag, you know, anywhere because... When I show up, oh, I've got plugs if I forgot anything. So. Right, they're useful. Cheap, so many things. <laughs> and yeah. God knows yeah. you won't be using them at rock concerts. This, that's true. And they're also handy in hunting camp when other people snore. <laughs> <laughs> how, how many does the average mouth hold? Oh, my <laughs> <gosh>. <laughs> well, I hadn't gone that way with it, but there's a thought. Yeah, I never know. And they're reusable. Leave them right in your pocket. <laughs> oh, how many times <laughs> have washing. I run the clothes through the washer yeah. with oh, those? Yeah. Oh, jeez. Yep. yep. That comes back, hands me a, you know, hold out your hand. Here's the stuff I got out of the dryer. Right. <laughs> For me, it's a toss-up between those and ear picks, or uh, guitar picks. Guitar picks. Yeah. Well, the thing is, in the dryer, you always know when there's loose ammo, because it makes a lot of noise. That's Not bang, it just kind of rattles. Yeah. Rattle, ding, rattle. ding, 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 ding. Yeah. When the yeah. kids were younger, it was, you know, 22s and all that other good stuff in the BBs <laughs> and all that stuff in your pocket. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, the good old days when there was 22s like that. <laughs> and, and also, I found this is a good way to find out which of your flashlights really are waterproof. Oh, yeah. Ah. Mm. A little R&R. That's right. A little testing mm-hmm. going on there. Yeah. yeah. So With most of R&R, them are actually R&D, good. research R&D? and development. R&D. Yeah. yeah, sorry. R&D. Whew. Man. Something like that. T T and E testing evaluation. What was in What was in your coffee today, there, Michelle? Oh no, I need to check it. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe it was I didn't get all the way through it. (laughs) That could be. Well, it's it's the time of year when I also and I mentioned this earlier, but I really do like to give away flashlights, and all my friends go, "Yeah, you know, we got the Gresham flashlights because there's so many cool ones out there now that are really not terribly expensive." And you know, we all carry flashlights, but you give them to somebody who doesn't. And they start carrying one of these mm-hmm. little bitty flashlights, and they realize how often they use it. Right. I mean, I, I would imagine I use a flashlight virtually every day, even if it's just looking behind things or inside things or, you know. But there, he's got there, an alarm set on his phone and th- just in case you didn't use your flashlight today, Tom. That's right. Turn, turn, turn it on. on. Yeah, that's right. So you can say that. But they're, the little ones now... The lumens that they have is absolutely amazing, running off of a triple A. Yeah. Yep. yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's incredible. I've got, I've got the, yep, I'm digging in my pocket. Okay, i got the little stream light. It's about the size of a small pencil. Uh, like I said, a little triple A. 
Mm-hmm. And, oh, no, this one's rechargeable, actually. Uh, and usually I'm not crazy about rechargeables, but this one has just worked incredibly well. It's cr- it's so beat up, it's just awful looking. I'll take it out here. Of course, going through the wash and the dryer will do that. So, <laughs> uh, but, yeah, the, you're right. They just, what was it, 15 years ago, if you had you a Surefire tactical light and it was 60 lumen, lumens Ooh, and you're thinking, yeah. wow, man, you could blind so somebody bright. with that. Pound and a half, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, and now you got 300, 600 lumens in a flashlight and your phone, which is a lousy light, but it's probably as powerful as our tactical lights were back then. Yep. Mm-hmm. I wonder if there's any in, folks in the Gresham lineage that one day are going to build like a, uh, you know, like a wall mount display case. This is the flashlight Tom gave me in 87. Here's one in 88. <laughs> I like collecting uh, thimbles and yeah. cups and yeah. shot what they, glasses. What they're going to do is when I die, they're going to put me on like a barge and then throw all the flashlights on and turn them on and the whole thing will just ignite. <laughs> have my own Viking funeral there. There you go. So, Well, I don't, I don't like the precursor to all that, but I, I like the visual. Well, you know. It's blinding, isn't it? Oh, <laughs> to the bone. She's here all week. She'll be alone, well, actually, but she'll I'm be not. here all week. This, this, this is when, Jimmy, you, you're going to cut in blinded by the light. Yep. You know? Yep. Blinded. Absolutely. A little Springsteen what, action. And who, does anybody actually know what the next line is? There's, I know many of birds that we got there. Yes. Wrapped up yeah. like a deuce. deuce. Another Wrapped up movie. like a deuce. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Another roamer in the night, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, my. Shoot. I guess I got to get those foam plugs out of my ears. I don't know. <laughs> And I think by deuce, he meant a Buick two, Electra 225, deuce Ooh, and a quarter. Deuce and a quarter. Mm-hmm. We had one of those until my brother decided to take it to the local drag strip. Oh. oh. A, a Buick luxury car, deuce and a quarter. It was fast. It had a big old engine. Of course, it was heavy as I'll get out. Mm-hmm. And then we did discover that if you run them hard with no oil in ah. the engine, that is a self-correcting problem. Yeah. Yeah. So how big was the second engine? It is about the same size, about two quarter. <laughs> so there you go. Yeah. That, of course, that's, we did also have the experimental only one in the world vehicle that Jeep made that was on loan to Dad for his magazine work that we wrecked. Really? Well. Toledo made? Maybe. My, that was the one that my brother decided to take it at night and go run through a field, but he didn't realize that. This was actually going to be a subdivision at some point. They had already put in the fire extinguisher or the, the fire hydrants. Out oh, there. my gosh. You're running through this thing at night and whack, just take out the bottom of the uh, experimental vehicle. Note to self, don't run a vehicle. Yeah, don't run me your vehicle. Oh, Tom, you're coming into town. I'll be happy to get you a rental. <laughs> That's right. Here's, uh, you do have the Uber app, right? Okay. Great. We're not far from the airport. It's half a mile. You <laughs> yeah. can walk. <laughs> how, heavy, yeah. how heavy can your carry-ons be anyway? <laughs> well, carry-ons, not so much. If I have if I have check bags, they're liable to be fairly heavy. Mm-hmm. Well, wow. you can only carry 11 pounds of ammo, you know, Yeah. on the airlines. They actually, I've actually had a mask. Uh, I'll say, you know, how much does that weigh? 11 pounds. Really? That is, that's it. That is the limit. I think it's... Whatever that comes out to in kilos. There's, they actually do it in kilos. That's why it's a so weird it's five, five kilos. Five kilos? Yeah, mm-hmm. okay, that'd be right. So if I tell them, hey, I got five kilos in there. Right. Wait, maybe that might be misunderstood. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> and then you don't get to fly anywhere that day. <laughs> so, so I was just wondering how Jim knew that transition. Yeah, well, you so know, well. musician, college, you know. <laughs> yeah. Mm. It says love Belgium. That's five kilos. Okay. Okay. Thanks, Jim. Good gosh. <laughs> I'm going to get all kind of hate mail. Well, it's the only kind of mail I get anyway, so, yeah. <laughs> hey, at least you get mail, man. Yeah, yeah that's true. There it is. Uh, well, let's see. All right, so you guys, we're taking off next Sunday, so you could, everybody could be with their family. Mm-hmm. This is a good thing. We're going to play in the snow. I'm up here in uh, the mountains for a few weeks to play up here. Got the grandkids coming up. Going to do that. So should cool. be fun. Cool. You enjoy yeah. that. We're having a quiet little daddy, daddy-daughter Christmas. Are you? Mm-hmm. Because it's good. Up in Detroit. Oh, by the way, Gun Talk yes. listeners, keep my mom in your prayers this week. She's having heart surgery on Tuesday. Mm. Could use Absolutely. all the extra little help we could get. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Thank you. We'll do that. Exactly right. Well, say uh, say hello to that uh, lovely daughter of yours who is not such a little girl anymore. I will do so if I ever see her, you know, <laughs> Miss World Act- Active. This is true. You know, once they get to be a good-looking teenager, you're done, Daddy. You're gone. Yeah, well, at least at least her uh, boyfriend knows we shoot here. <laughs> this is helpful, right? Yeah. Her and all, she and all uh, her dad, her brothers, everybody shoots. So he's... Uh, yeah. Like I was like, Michelle's over there nodding. She gets it, the whole family that shoots together. <laughs> right, actually, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right? Been through the whole kids thing. Yeah. yeah. Got the merit badge on that one. <laughs> <laughs> You guys have a great Christmas. It has been wonderful, and I cannot tell you how much I appreciate uh, the entire Gun Talk crew. You guys are are wonderful. Thank you. you. Merry Christmas to you and yours. Merry Christmas to to everybody. Well, that wraps up another Gun Talk After Show. But if you want even more gun-related stuff, don't forget to check out Gun Dealio. It's the app for Apple and Android phones that connects you to all the Gun Talk shows, plus even more. And we'll catch you next time for the Gun Talk After Show.